Merci. Welcome to the Random Ask podcast. If you couldn't tell by the name, this is a podcast where we bring on random guests. We ask them random questions. We try and learn a little bit. We have local people that know what they're doing and are masters in their fields. And we try and just have a little fun while we're trying to get a little educated. I'm Taj Sander, a local realtor with Royal LePage Westman Realty. I meet a lot of cool people in real estate. I sell good houses. I buy good houses. Let's get into it. Welcome to the show today. I've got uh, two young political hopefuls, both vying for the same position. I think they can both get in. We've got Cole Hickson and Joe Kang looking to be school board trustees for SD73. How you guys doing today? Hey, yeah. Thanks for having us, Todd. I'm doing pretty good. Um, again, I'm here with Cole. Again, we're both trying to uh, get a seat on the school trustee or the school board right now, and I appreciate you having us out here. So. And I'm doing fantastic, just in a sea of regret that we weren't recording earlier with the fun conversations (laughs) that we all missed out on. All right, well, Taj, you brought us here. Is there any agenda you'd like to talk to us about the school board, our personal lives, what we're experiencing the campaign trail? Let's start with why you guys decided to do this. Like, Cole, I feel like I've seen you at TRU and, like, you're a born and bred politician. So, like, I'm not really surprised. I'm not really surprised. I feel like it's in your blood because you're good at it. And that's not – take that as a compliment. Right. Right? And uh, Joe, you kind of caught me off guard, bud. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go first. I mean, uh, one of the big reasons I did um, end up running this uh, civic election was that I want to bring a different and unique perspective onto the school board. You know, again, Cole has his uh, political background. You know, he's been ever since I went to TRU, he's been always involved in the TRU Student Union and now um, with the school board. But my thing is that I want to kind of bring the voice of the average person and the average family onto that school board. Um, at the end of the day, like, Politics matter, but I feel like the everyday family uh, students aren't getting their voices heard on the board. So one reason I did want to do it is because I want to bring that perspective and, you know, move forward. Um, Some of these big decisions that are going to be coming up in the school district here, I want to be able to, you know, play a part and have an influence on them. So definitely. Awesome. Well, now I got to address these points is like people think I'm a politician. I didn't know what politics was till I was 17. I was the most confused person. I come from an extremely working class family. I never put on a suit till graduation. And what I did was tear both my shoulders. That was my goal was either military or career in the trades. Um, and not doing that, I had to go to school. I was a C minus student in high school. I was a terrible student. I didn't get it. But I really enjoyed kind of working with groups in schools. Like I led three different clubs. I went to every single opportunity to engage with my local community as possible. And it turns out that's kind of what politics is, is just being out and about in the community. And in the students union, I ran because I didn't think we were doing enough. And what I brought was a perspective that I think encapsulated not only our students, not only our staff and faculty, but the broader region of Kamloops and the broader region of the TNRD. So the reason I'm running in this position is because I do want to, with Joe, bring in that perspective of the student. I ran every survey, every consultation. I spent dozens upon dozens of hours on the TRU campus getting student input on basic stuff at TRU. But along with the broader outreach of we need funding, we need more accessibility. And all these areas, I made sure to draw in an evidence-based, data-driven platform that would work with everybody so that we could achieve both these 
localized objectives, getting people's input, getting their ideas involved in whatever we're doing, but also these broader objectives so that we can get kids in school. We can get kids doing the things that they're passionate about and we can get the funding that makes everybody's lives easier to ensure that we have a cooperative, collaborative and effective uh, education system. No, it's good. It's 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 interesting to see the different approaches that you're you guys are bringing and you know what I I I honestly think you're both going to get in. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think so. I think so, right? Like, well, maybe it's just all the people that I talk to because I'm always like, yeah. these are my guys, right? Like, um, so maybe John, maybe John O'Fee will finally get the boot. Yeah. <laughs> I, again, with John O'Fee, like, I really want to work alongside him just yeah. with his past experiences on serving as mayor, serving on the TNRD board, on Absolutely. the school board. Dude, that guy is a, just, a wealth of knowledge. Exactly. So having like, him on the board, I think, is... Um, it's going to where it's well, all needed. Still, the, so. It speaks for itself that he doesn't have to do any campaigning. He doesn't even have a <laughs> sign up. He's like, I don't care. Yeah. Like people know me and they know what I'm about. Yeah. And it's just like that. It's just, and it's just because of his history in this town and yeah. the amount of respect he has with every individual. I even speak with, they're just like John O'Fee's done so much. So yeah. again, kudos to John O'Fee. And I really hope to be uh, working alongside him this uh, October. So Cole works alongside him right now. I, that's what I heard across <laughs> the hallway. I, I get the opportunity, the lovely opportunity to talk to John, probably every other day yeah and in that there's probably about 45 minutes to an hour of chatter john is the reason i'm running for school board because he was the one that kind of encouraged me and pushed me to do it and john brings a perspective that i don't have he has law business law real estate law he has audit and budgeting experience things that i think our school board election is really missing so i do think john has an incredibly good voice that he can add to balance our approach in the school board and make things a bit more accountable for the everyday person 100%. 100%. So when when did you guys make your decisions and actually like commit to them to, to run for school board this election? And uh, what have you found in your campaign so far? Uh, Cole, let's start with you. Uh, I probably was back in March um, approaching this election. I, I'm always, I love elections. I think they're the funnest thing ever because you get your voice out there. You get people's community input and you get to actually change and challenge what our candidates are thinking. And that reflects change in our broader community. I was reached out to by a number of people to run for council. I didn't want to run for council. I see what other people have done in their run for council. I'm like, I love the city. I love city management. I'm too young, though. I feel like I'm not at that age. I think, Taj, you're at the perfect age where you're balancing the young professionals with an experienced, broader regional approach. But I still really want to build my broader career. However, I also am still extremely passionate about education. The four years I was elected into the Students' Union, I still think we, we, we accomplished so much. And in that time, I, I really got a love of creating potential for students in our region, creating opportunities for them. And I do see that as an essential piece of the future of where we live. So continuing my work in the school board, I think would be a fantastic way for me to feel more involved in the community, but also for me to do great work for the future of this city. Mm. Yeah, I mean, kind of the same track as Cole there. When my decision actually, I made it last November. Um, this decision's actually a little actually, while ago. A eh? little while ago. So this decision's actually been kind of in the works for a bit now. So my family's pretty involved in politics, uh, even back home. So once my grandfather passed away in 2019, um, it was one of my goals to, you know, get out and do one campaign. And to just be elected onto that board this year, it would not only make my family proud, but I know that, you know, he would be really proud of me. So... I'm, the decision last November was made to run for school board because, again, I, I am very passionate about educational. And, again, just as Cole, I, I had people 
reach out to me and say, you know, you should go to the council route or you should, um, you know, look at other options of running in politics. But I think from my perspective, the school board is the best stepping ground into politics. And I think it has the most impact on our future as well. So, again, our children are our future. So I'm really wanting to get into there and, you know, bring that perspective and do decisions that are uh, going to affect the children. So. So my my process was a little bit different where I was like on the fence and I was thinking maybe I'll do it next time. Mm-hmm. Right? I was like, well, we'll just I'm not ready for and it. And we had discussions about that topic. Well, like, yeah, I was like and like you like you were one of the people where you're like just throw your name in. Mm-hmm. And like I had so many people just tell me like, okay, you should do it. Like you should run, you should run, you should run. And in my mind I'm like, I don't know if I'm mentally prepared if I like the commitment because if you win, it's not about the campaign. Like that's 3 weeks, 4 weeks, who cares? Mm-hmm. Right? But the 4 years and I was like, I don't know if I could make that commitment, but I I prepared myself to like sacrifice in terms of work and other things, other opportunities that I'd have to give up because as I watched people's names come forward, I didn't think that there was anybody that could bring the perspective that I would bring. And I thought if no one else is going to do it, then I should, mm-hmm. right? Um, I think it's going okay. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I know. It's getting better. <laughs> like, I think you're picking up some good momentum right now. I mean, yeah. uh, just being out in the community, I'm yeah. hearing very good things about both of you guys. So, yeah. again, um, kudos to you guys. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's funny. The thing that I gauged was when people started calling me, yeah. instead of me trying to reach out to them, I was like, oh, shit, something shifted. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, it's, a good, it's a good turn. What are you seeing right now out there for your moment? I feel like you're just riding, you've been riding a wave since day one. <laughs> I was going to say, Cole's at every single thing. I, I every, him, I, this guy is everywhere. Just, like, everywhere. Make, we make fun of him now because I'm just like, here's Cole. That's what happened. Here one comes of my, the photos. One of my buddies <laughs> called me yesterday. He's just like, yo, this guy was at the comedy show. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, ah, that good. How did Cole get tickets good to, for him? to yeah, the so. comedy show? Like, you're, yeah. you're everywhere, He's just that bro. guy. He's, uh, you know. I was like, man, I swear you were at, like, you were at the comedy show. <laughs> and then at a dinner at the same time, like I saw you in the theater, and then somebody else saw you at a restaurant. So, like, are you actually giving your one hundred percent focus on uh, every event you're going to, or is it just kind of just show my face and? He's grinding, man. Yeah, oh yeah, he's grinding. Yeah, I'm just joking. He's, he's going. <laughs> no, I, I, the events are important because yeah. that is where our community is. Yeah. And my whole aspect of my campaign is trying to be a community oriented person. Totally. So, getting the feedback, getting what our community wants, is essential to the position of school trustee. Okay as a community voice and when you go to events you are public you are accessible you are approachable and you are accountable okay. i just used a lie to another politician but it is true i was uh, gonna say that i've heard that, <laughs> I've heard that before call i was gonna call you i was about to call about hey ray boy, and cole I knew are you guys were tight <laughs> i got him. they are hey, hey, speaking of your campaign <laughs> right i got uh, a real pressing question that i've heard quite a bit is um so at what point did you decide to incorporate the mustache? What the hell is going on? That's, <laughs> yo, yo. And if I go. may comment on that let's as well. Let's go. Let's hear it. Hit it hit <laughs> if it. I may just comment on that. I've had many people comment on Cole Stash. And I I've think been, it's, a lot of I people ask me. I think it looks great. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's, it adds you know, a touch It's, it's a trend. But, but uh, let's, let's, so let's talk about it, man. I, I hate the mustache. Why, why do you? I, I, I was... I was encouraged, enforced by uh, a few people who I work closely with that keep it. No, you look <laughs> older. You look more mature. You look respectable. I'm like, guys, I really don't agree with you. And they're like, no, 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 no. Keep it. But I am listening. I am listening to the community. You're about the and people. I do want to make a conceited effort or concert, concerted effort uh, to, to change um, what 
people are bothered by. So I do plan on addressing the mustache throughout this campaign in a meaningful, cool. effective <laughs> manner. Cool. And so then, so and thank then, you for um, bringing it up, folks. Yeah. It is. And then when's the haircut? <laughs> That's just. I look at both of them like, why do I sorry, have this? Sorry, song? buddy. I'm just just gotta dig in a bit. Eh? It's a very valid question yeah. too, because I don't even like man buns. I never uh-huh. liked the man bun. I just uh, always kind of had it. It was convenient. It was cheap enough to afford in university, and I just never got around to cutting it. But. Yeah, no, I, I'm not a fan of how unprofessional it looks either. So I've just been waiting for the right opportunity to get I, that effect. I'm in the same boat because, like, I started shaving my head after I had one bad haircut. Yeah. And I was just like, whatever. And then I rolled with it. And now I'm like, man, it's a lot to shave my head, like, every second day. Yeah. Because I'm not bald. I'm, exactly. I, I'm like, so now I'm like, I want to grow it out. But my picture... Has I know. your picture has the yeah. mustache? Has, my picture has the shit. It's be a part of the brand. I was gonna say, point. Cole, it's part of your branding. Now. I hate like, that. I, that's the only you, Cole you I know since uh, TRU. So man, but people just know me. Like I've worked in the chamber of commerce. I worked throughout this entire region through doing campaigns, and I've always had the like, long hair. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. people kind of know me for it, yeah. and I do think it will effectively turn off some voters because of it and i no, i understand no. that that's how fickle politics no is, cool. i just think that's your that's your style now i think that's and your that's your, that's your you thing, gotta write dude, it out um, i i you know what i appreciate it and that's just um it's 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 a part of what you get tied to and you got to support that and benefit that the mustache it's you know i get why parents don't want yeah. mustache. It's, <laughs> it's a style thing now but it makes me uncomfortable. It's a lot of people. Okay, the mustache is coming back. They are coming back. Like, I, I went to Brew Loops and I saw a lot of young people, and I was like, "What just happened?" What yeah. just happened? My buddy was like, "Oh, it's the new, uh, it's thing. the new Top Gun." Yeah. And since that, everybody wants to. Everybody rock. wants to be a Tom Cruise. Yeah. I, I messaged Cole a couple days ago. Was, Keep rocking the stash. Oh, you let him know. You <laughs> yeah, gave I was him like, I like it. Sta- yeah. You endorse the stash. <laughs> uh, I don't know endorsing the stash, but. <laughs> I'll, I'll put my official endorsement <laughs> on the stash. <laughs> I enjoy it. Yeah. That's keep, appreciated. Yeah. Keep going. And Taj, how about you? Uh, how's uh, your trail going? I know this is your first time running as well. So it's Man, I'm learning a lot. It's it's crazy like how much I'm growing and I'm I'm just learning as like as quickly as I am. It, it, it's, it's insane. Like I feel like it's been two weeks, but it feels like almost like a year um, in terms of like the, the amount of things that I'm doing, having to do that I haven't done before. And like also the momentum that I'm getting because I'm like, we all, we all got endorsed by the Camelot District Labor yeah. Council, mm-hmm. which I thought was a huge surprise because um, like I didn't expect it at all. Like I wrote my answers, I wrote them as honestly as I could, and I didn't really, I don't pander to different people, and I threw them in there, and I was like, I don't have a shot at this. Yeah. <laughs> and the next thing I know, I saw somebody post it. Was I think I saw you post it, and then I was like, wait, me? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm in there. So like, it, it's kind of nice to see those things and make you feel like you're you're going in the right direction. But um, dude, it's it's a it's a lot of ups and downs, but it's fun, mm-hmm. right? Like. I feel like I get those days every once in a while where I'm just like, oh, I don't even know if I want to do this. Well, yeah, totally. But then like the next day, it's like completely the opposite where it's just like people are, man, when people come up to you and they're like, you're my number one choice. Like mm-hmm. we need more people like you that just like that puts the gas in the tank and you're like, I got to keep going. Right. And so it's, it's kind of, it's a whirlwind and that's kind of all I can say about it. Uh-huh. But it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all ends up. Yeah, and, no, and I'm, there's still like, there's still like 
three weeks left, two weeks yeah, left. I don't know. A lot of time left. And, and I'm I'm super excited for just our civic politics here in town, just the mayor and the council there. It's going to be a lot of change. So oh, yeah. I think it's one of the best times you put your name on front. Like it's uh, it's crazy. It's like five I, open seats, man. But when was the last time five people ran for count or five for mayor? Exactly. I don't I don't know, man. Not in recent, not since like two thousands well, at least. It's because the mayor's position is relatively vacant at this mm, time. Because yeah. with Ken Christian, he was a natural successor. People just saw him top the polls, yeah. and Peter Milbar stepped away. It's like, well, Ken Christian's obviously going to be that. Yeah. And I think the last time we had a really competitive election was actually Dieter Duty versus Peter Milbar. Peter Milbar, yeah. yeah. Was that 200, 400 votes? Yeah, it was, like it was just like a handful. Yeah. And that was like, Dieter, I was talking to him about that, and he was like, yeah, I just threw my name in because uh, I felt like somebody had to. Mm-hmm. Right. And he's like, and I almost did it. Yeah. But, yeah. um, like, it, it's funny. So you got Dieter with that experience, and then plus the stuff on council. But then you got Arjun, who's kind of like the natural successor to Ken, and then, like, Sadie, who's, like, kind of a bit of... Yeah, oh, and I mean, good. I got to give kudos to Sadie. She's picking up really good momentum Dude, right now. she's doing town. really she's, well. I got to give her a shout-out for her, yeah. all her social media and just getting out there. She's everywhere, so she is um, picking up good momentum right, right now. I think so. she's doing really great. So um, this mayor race is going to be... I Like, she's, she's killing it in the forums. Yeah, well, they both... Like Sadie, Dieter, and Arjun really represent the more establishment mainstream point mm-hmm. of views. What do you guys think about the Reed, Hamer, Jackson, Ray Dollywall approaches? Because they're taking more of the uh, love it, mm-hmm. love it. Because vote. like it, we got to have these voices get into politics. Because if there's people out there saying these things, then someone needs to step up and be that conduit for them. So it's good. It's good to have that well-rounded approach. And then, you know what, let the people decide who they want to move forward with. So I, I think it's a good thing to have. I mean, not all people are going to agree with it, but I mean, that's democracy. Totally. Right? We have, we live in a system that actually allows these people to have a platform and we should support it. And uh, I mean, I've worked um, when I was a community services bylaw officer there, um, dealt with Reed Hamer Jackson quite a bit. So he actually does, you know, from looking at his campaign, he has some valid points about, um, you know, the things that are happening in Kamloops. So, you know, I give him kudos for stepping up and, you know, bringing those forward. And those are kind of the main drivers of his campaign. But just thinking about um, some of the approaches he's taken, uh, they could be a little different. But again, kudos to him at that perspective um, is well needed. As he's a business it, owner. He's, as long as it starts the discussion. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And like, it's not a bad thing. 100 percent. Right? Yeah. So well, who what do you, do you guys, if you have to pick out of the mayoral signs, who has your favorite mayoral sign? Sign? Um, sign. I got to give a shout out to my boy Dieter Duty. Like, he's, I think his signs are clean, green. Like, I, I'm going to so. call him out. I'll say, Dieter, I don't like your signs because you put them in yards. You put them in yards with bushes and trees, and I'm driving by and I don't even notice them happening. Uh, right. So the design. You don't like it? I, I think it's it, it blends in too much sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, it, it's starting to dry out now and, like, the, the season's changing. But when it was green, it was hard to see sometimes. Well, Daphne Nelson did the same thing, but she had a reason behind it that she didn't want to disturb the natural land landscapes of our community so she wanted to keep her signs relatively neutral okay i'm not sure if that's the best approach for your name recognition but Uh i do like what she's talking about in terms of keeping things less obnoxious around town yeah i think my signs are the dopest (laughs) to be honest (laughs) if we're going to talk about signs i feel like mine they're definitely the best Ah, I'll say I'll say that the dopest. Whether that means the best, I'm not quite sure. But they got yeah. that bling purple and to gold. Man. Yeah, yeah. Man. <laughs> also, I gotta give a shout out to Cole as well. Like, I mean, driving around town, uh, I did message him last night, just wondering if him and Jesse Ritzy had the same. I feel design. like I feel like Jesse Ritzy had a good design. And I was Cole gonna, uh, Cole. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's that say about your What's that say about your politicians when they can't even come up with their own designs? I, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll give Jesse credit <laughs> here because Jesse didn't design it. Uh, a person who. Uh, I gave my designs too. Um, 
uh, was contracted out by Jesse to do the design. So mine was done by myself and a good friend, Tatiana Gilbert. She did a really incredible job on that, and we spent weeks just fine-tuning that. And um, I'm guessing the designer who did Jesse uh, found a lot of inspiration in my design. You know, you know what? Sometimes it's just coincidence. Exactly. Yeah. So it could be. But Je- Jesse's a great dude, too. Oh, awesome, no, Jesse's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. The little interaction. Um, but when it. I look at... Man, you know whose signs I actually really love? My boy Randy Sunderman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Randy. Yellow and blue. Yellow and blue. Those get out there. Like, well, I, see I thought it was Ukrainian at first. I'm like, yo, are you doing this for Ukraine? He's like, yeah. no, these are just like the most prominent colors. Like these uh-huh. symbolize like biological reactions within you. We're seeing like ripe fruit, yellow and blue, something like that. 100%. Uh, they get my eye every single time. Yeah, yeah. Well, Randy's like, done a good Randy job. Sunderman. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, cool. Yeah. And then Bill Sarai also, he was on top of the sign game this year. Dude, Bill he, Sarai, he, he has a basic design, yeah. but I mean, it, like, it doesn't matter because they're everywhere, uh, yeah, man. No. Like, how, you, how many signs does Bill have? Oh, dude, prof. I couldn't even tell you. It's in the hundreds. It's, it's, no, it's <laughs> got to be like a thousand. Yeah. Least. Maybe a thousand to two thousand. Dude, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, he's got like more science than every other candidate put together. Oh like. yeah, no. <laughs> and you no, know, it's a you got to respect the grind and hustle. And he was out oh, there man, about he's very early getting the signs very up, early. making sure yeah, you know his name's out there. And again, he's another candidate that's gone another four years. Um, I think he did very well uh, on city council as being representing the voice of the people. So. Dude, oh. even, like, uh, regardless of that, of just being accessible for, like... Totally. That was the one guy where I could call him, and if he didn't answer my call, he'd call me back in, like, five or ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was insane how responsive he was. Yeah. Like, I could only aspire to be like that. Mm-hmm. But, like, I took I took a lot of uh, pride in that and what he's done. Yeah, totally. Yeah. What, are you, what are you thinking about uh, signs, and what do you like out there, <laughs> bud? You're, kind of, you're awfully quiet over there. I think signs are the funniest things to look at. I love seeing designs from all candidates. So mm. I don't necessarily have a favorite. Um, there is some signs where I'm just like, I don't think they spent the most time on that. And I think uh, a bit of graphic design oversight would have been great. But I, <laughs> they're cool, man. Yeah. I love seeing people's names out there. My favorite part is the sign wars. Yeah. And I'm, I'll give Joe Kang's team credit because, like, I put up a side, and it's like, have you guys seen Jurassic Park? Like, I have a big side up, and I see, like, three little Joe Kang signs pop up, like, the raptors coming yeah, after yeah. me. I haven't um, had any of the sign warriors. I think yeah. nobody's, nobody's uh, and messing I, with me. And I got to give a shout-out to my mom, dad, and my brother. Like, they'll just go in the random times and be like, oh, I think a sign looks good there. And yeah. they'll, like, <laughs> leave at 11 p.m. and go throw up six Dude, signs I'd be somewhere. up, like, 1.30 a.m. most nights. Just like, all right, got to get these signs out here tonight. And it would yeah. just be a, a grind. And you got to keep doing that because signs fall down. Yeah. yeah. And but I know a lot of people, you know, get mad at all these signs and stuff. But um, Mr. Ro- Mel Rothenberger wrote a pretty good um, thing in Campbell's this week about signage. It's a very big, important part of yeah, um, so like, Exactly. People. Exactly. Yeah. So um, yeah. I know if you guys haven't given that read, but. It's a good read, and he makes some really valid points. So, what do you guys? What do you guys thoughts on Mel Rothenberger, the you know, armchair mayor? Yeah, I've always read his columns. I think he makes some good points. I think he makes some really so Mel good so, points. Sorry, actually, I work for the TNRD, so Mel's on our board right now. He's actually calling it quits this year. Um, again, so you got to be careful what you, what you say. No Mel, no Mel. You know, again, very very intelligent man. I have had conversations yeah. with him, and he has. Uh, he ran out of Area P right now, and he's done very good things for the rural community and beforehand here in the city of Kamloops. So yeah. I have nothing but res- respect for Mel Rothenberger and all he's done for the community. I know um, some people may think different, but uh, my interactions and all that have been very positive. Well, and that's just it. It's like what Mel is all about is the community. Like mm-hmm. He was our mayor at one point, mm-hmm. and he's still one of the most involved citizens that yeah. we know 
in this whole city. And I, I give him the utmost respect for that because yeah. people do get mad at his uh, oh, yeah. uh, Archer <laughs> Mirror columns. And, you know, sometimes I don't agree with him. Sometimes yeah. I really agree with him. But the point is, he's out there, he's thinking about the issues, and he's engaging the community on the issues. Exactly. Whether it's polarizing or if I agree with him, like, as long as he elicits conversation, right. it's good. Because, like, there's been times where I was like, ah, Mel Rothenberger, like, did you see what he wrote today? What an idiot. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm going and talking to, like, 15 people. And we're having those discussions. And, and then it's knows. like, okay, like, I might not agree with them yeah. today, but um, shout-outs to Mel Rothenberg because he, <laughs> he gave me, uh, mentioned my name in the most recent one. But um, what's your what's your, uh, what's your your take with the media so far? How's your, how have your experiences Because um, I feel like on school board, I don't know if they're giving you as much play. Or they, are yeah, they? I mean, it's been really, I think, really good. Like, Countless This Week's been awesome. Radio Now, shout-out to Brett and Paul. They've reached out to all of us to get interviews and on the air as soon as possible. Um, Castanet's been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, with count uh, with council and mayor, you know, it is a bigger race. But you yeah. know, we I think we still are there. We're pretty involved in the media aspects. They're reaching out to us, uh, asking the good questions. So, and um, again, it is a game. So I understand that they're you know they're looking for the clicks and the yeah. reads. So, but. Again, I, I think they're doing good for us. So. Yeah, I, I think for the most part. What do you think? Well, it, I love what the media is doing because I think they're just trying to get everyone's platform amplified. It is tricky, though, when you do print media because sometimes, and this is an experience that many candidates have, is you don't get the context of your point in there. No. And that's something that I love these kind of formats for is in something long form, you can really understand the candidate, where they're coming from, what they're talking about, the issues. Um, and you can't really capture that in like a one minute article. And I want to really address the point that you've experienced with uh, oh. CFJC. I just remember that. Also, yeah, that was, that was brutal. CFJC, so we did it. They gave me uh, 60 seconds to, to do a bit. And I watched it. It, and was it was wonderful. Was it actually? Yeah. I don't know. I was like, whatever, man. Your voice was so impeccable. They, they, uh, they, we only had uh, 30 seconds of actually recorded footage. And then they put it up without any audio, and I was like, come on, man. And then I couldn't get a hold of them all weekend, but then they fixed it. It's up now. I don't it know. is, yeah. You I, listened, I listened to this morning. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I, no. I haven't listened to it. I can't even remember what I said. <laughs> but then, like, there was, uh, there was another thing where I was um, – I had a reporter uh, call me, and she's asked me questions. And I was like, it's funny because I was getting out of the shower, and I was looking for my inhaler. That's why I got out of the shower because I, I was having – recently found out I have asthma and I'm not really good with like figuring out when to use the inhaler so I didn't see I don't not wearing my glasses I pick up the phone don't know who it is and she's like just hammering away asking questions oh, right after and I'm it. like can I like can I answer you can I, use like, my can, I, can I call you back or like what do you want to answer? she's like I need him right now and I was like oh man really so I started answering the question and then I realized like I don't know what the question is yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, hey, can you yeah. actually repeat the question and then she asked me for uh for additional comments about like what I found so far and like what I was trying to tell her was like I, I was surprised that at the municipal level that it's it's so political and people are like so competitive about trying to get a seat because I thought more people would be more more worried about the future of our city like right. sincerely, mm -hmm. right? And then um, she went on a podcast and the clip she had was that Taj uh, something along the lines of Taj Sander is surprised that politics is so political. I was like, damn. It, Damn, girl, you got me. Like, like <laughs> it, if somebody really wants to have a conversation with me, I'll give them my phone number. Yeah, because I really care about just having a actual conversation, hearing the issues. What's totally. your phone number? Put it out yeah. there right now. I mean, seven seven eight six nine four twenty one fifty eight. Feel free to call, text me. And I'm always here to answer your concerns. And uh, sorry, go ahead. Um, I was gonna say, Todd. Uh, in terms of like the media, uh, 
they again you gotta understand they have their own <laughs> they have their people that they, <laughs> they want. gotta yeah exactly so yeah. um i don't care i'm i'm sorry to I hear that <laughs> i don't care i'm my own people i got my own people <laughs> well one thing that we did when i was in the students union, we really tried to get more uh community engagement yeah and in doing that we actually covered every council and mayoral candidate in the 2017 and 2018 elections so 2017 by-election 2018 municipal election and from that we had long-form interviews where it was like you can answer seven questions i believe but take as long as you want and we will just edit it after that and then every single candidate had a video of all the same questions up and ready for people to look at yeah. and that gives you no discrepancy it gives you pure context as to what's going on and what it looks like and i think the chamber of commerce is doing something similar to that or i think a so yeah. few places are doing stuff like that still so the the one thing that uh, all these uh, most of these media outlets have done is um these questionnaires Right, and so like that's good because it gives us an, uh, an option to actually yeah, to work. write down exactly what we want, and they don't cut it short. Right, because like even if they, there's been times where they ask you for a, an answer to a question, you give them an answer, and then they cut it at like a certain word count, or they'll like try and try and make it fit into like a certain thing, right? So yeah. it's kind of nice to have your entire thoughts. Totally. And then you have a Randy Centerman with a 37-page <laughs> platform. Like, yeah. have you guys tried? I, I, that? I was kind of going through it. So oh my, he told me he was like, you got to read my platform, and I was like. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot to read. I I think it's awesome, and I'm like, yeah, this shows you're legitimately Passionate. committed yeah, to this totally. community here. Yeah. Can I ask you guys a really fun question? Yeah, that's true. What has been the worst part of this campaign experience for you? You go ahead. Worst part of this campaigning, honestly, it's been cold. To be honest, it's been so positive. Like, but I guess you'll once in a while get those crazy messages on Facebook and. Um, those crazy replies and you know people pressuring you to say the wrong thing but i think yesterday i actually got a message about um <laughs> an individual asking my thoughts on things that are not even directly related to the school board and so many times it's um you know that's one of the negative things i've seen uh just being out there right now is this stuff do you, that, do you answer those questions though um n i try not to <laughs> but sometimes it's just like um if I think my answer will actually, you know, either is thoughtful and honest, I will answer it how I think. Because so, I think I do want to reach out to every single person that reaches out to me. So I, I respect them to even give me a message. So I do like to reply to every single person that does either comment on my status or sends me a Facebook message or an email. So I do usually try to answer them. So, but again, uh, some of these questions are uh, way into left field, not even related to our, <laughs> our school trustee run or... <laughs> anything and they sometimes get a little personal so that's been one of the one of the uh the crappy things about yeah. uh the it's tough <laughs> and especially so like like you said like uh, sometimes they ask you questions that you haven't even thought of exactly right? and so it's like how do we how do we formulate an answer that actually takes into account all of your thoughts because they're, they're hard questions they're not usually easy questions that's why you haven't thought of them mm. and then it's like okay well i don't know but no i definitely get what you mean what's been the worst thing that you've experienced oh man yeah Mustache. i would have to say I'd have to say <laughs> that it would be, um, I think people online, like there's just a lot of negativity when it comes to anybody running for politics, anybody running for office, because there's this really grossly dis disfranchised uh, uh, of sentiment out there of people not feeling represented, people not feeling heard, and they want to talk back at any point especially the municipal level because these people listen these people respond i make sure to respond to every one of those messages as many as i get i still try to go through them it takes 
forever. And, oh, yeah. and you're right. It, it, it's very difficult to respond to some things where they're just trying to get you. They're yeah. just trying to attack you. And that's you. the There's tough no thing, too, is like trying to respond in text and yeah. be like, you know they're going to screenshot it and just try and blast 100%. Exactly. It's like, yeah. So you have to be and, very careful yeah. at every step. Yeah. And again, I have no problem. Like, I understand everyone's going to have a different perspective, a different view on um, anything, any topic. So, totally. Um, you know, have your decision, but in my world, it's just, um, be respectful, be kindful. And then if I'm not gonna, you know, engage, don't be pressing me. Um, yeah. and <laughs> at least respect that people like, like not just you guys, but all candidates are putting themselves forward Yeah, and, and we just want to represent the people in the best way that we can. Right. So like, you know what I mean? Don't, don't push us into a corner when it's not even relevant to what we're trying to achieve for the city. Yeah. And that's just it. Uh, what I find is people who come at me with this toxicity, a lot of times it's like you can still communicate with them. Yeah. They, they just need to be heard in a different way. Yeah. Um, and you can still get that point understood to them that this is about the actual future. Yeah. Um, I have people say uh, you're better off being worm food than a politician. People <laughs> literally like saying like, the bro, most I'm a politician and a realtor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's like, yeah, I get yeah. that. I get the, that a lot. The violence that gets attacked with you. And I, I'd have to ask you, Taj, what do you experience? You're running for council where these issues I feel are magnified from the school board. So, yeah, I mean, it's been a little bit worse, but uh, I mean, honestly, it hasn't been that bad for me. Because I'm so, like, I feel like I've done a good job of just being who I am and being true to myself that it comes through to people that I'm very sincere and authentic. Yeah. So, like, I feel like I get the benefit of the doubt, whereas you guys might not. Uh-huh. Which, like, it, I don't know why, but, every, like, I've had people just, not even to me, but to other candidates, to other mayoral candidates, tell them that they're going to vote for me when I haven't even spoken to them, but because they think that I've, I'm more authentic. Right. And so I'm like, okay, well... That's exactly what I was going for. That's exactly who I am because I don't have – I'm not trying to bullshit my way through this. I'm just telling you exactly what I think and how I can make things better. <laughs> but the one thing that I think is – like I totally agree with you in terms of like that's not good. But the one thing I think is a lot worse for me on a personal level and that's made this um, entire campaign thing hard is running into Cole Hickson at every event. <laughs> like, like this you, guy's everywhere. Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, scary. I can't get a moment to myself. Oh, no, this is 18 hours Bro. a day in this campaign, man. This guy's, everywhere and anywhere. He's just grinding he's everywhere. Grinding. Just out with the, the hustle, photos. Yeah. I'm like, man, I'm not. He's got some photos on it. I'm like, man, I'm picking my nose, scratching my ass. I'm like, Cole. Uh, no, no, I appreciate it, man. It's, <laughs> I need, I need somebody like that. You're the one out there without the photos, yeah. Dodge. You go to these events, too, and I'm yeah. just trying to help you no, out. No, no, yeah. I do appreciate it. I do appreciate it. I'm just giving you the gears yeah, no it's the necessity of being this position that was yeah. be a communicator yeah so you want to show to every single person that you are coming to these events yeah. you do have an opinion you yeah. are speaking to people and that to me is uh non-negotiable yeah in this role people want to see what you are doing for you are the community representative yeah, you're the on. voted in person oh, and you have absolutely. to represent that community and whatever you're doing yeah i think okay so for to be honest though to, uh, like a real answer for the thing that's the worst thing for me in in this campaign is when the doubt creeps in like when it's like man do people understand why i'm doing this and if not what am i doing this for because i'm sincerely trying to do this for my community and i'm like man i'm i'm literally going to sacrifice four years in the prime of my life to try and make this city better right. and it's like man you guys don't understand that right and i'm like i'm actually doing this as selflessly as i can to do something better and build something better and that when when i feel like it's not my message isn't being heard and i go home and i feel like man like what the hell yeah that that is the worst part yeah, absolutely but th- that only happens very minimally mm-hmm. for me like yeah. it, but when it does happen it's like terrible 
and sorry just to kind of switch up the topics here Taj um I do have a question for you um you know you're running for city council do you have a mayoral candidate you really want to work with um this coming election or are you kind of open for anybody or is there it's, someone that you're keen tough, on it, it's, it's a tough, tough question yeah it's tough like it's you hear everybody and you, you talk to them and you try and, and and pick your people but i mean especially right now to be honest it's like i don't think that there's anybody that's clearly ahead of anybody else that everybody has their their positive aspects and it, it's hard to say that this would be better than the other because like it's like doing math like they all add up to five whether it's five plus zero or mm -hmm. four plus one or three plus two i mean nobody's adding up to quite like a nine yet for me right so i'm trying to figure it out if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. no i got it right and it, it's 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 really hard because i mean every time i talk to them and they, you get more information and you see a little bit more they might come up a little bit ahead but so does somebody else or like you know what i mean like it's yeah it's and it's there's hard. a reason why most council candidates and most counselors are staying away from any sort of outward endorsements because uh -huh. you have to work with anybody anybody yeah. Yeah. and people remember these things and yeah. i support a lot of people running and i'm outwardly supporting a lot of people who are running for a council but it, it is a very difficult position you're put in yeah. when you have to make that decision that will possibly compromise your relationship with these other people mm -hmm. going forward it makes work yeah. very difficult to do totally yeah. yeah and i gotta understand you know i have been fortunate enough to work with several city councilors and uh, school trustees and you know uh, I understand. Again, I respect every single person that puts their name forward, mayor, counselor, school trustee. Um, but again, this one on one time you get with uh, certain individuals, it's, um, in my opinion, very, very valuable. Um, you know, I got to give a shout out to, you know, Bill Sarai, Kelly Hall, uh, Katie Newsetter, um, Mike O'Reilly, and then school trustees such as Megan Wade and Kathleen Carp. They're, they've been really, really helpful. And, um, you know, I would really like to see them get either reelected or Megan's on her way out. But um, I do see benefits of, you know, working with Pacific uh, counselors again, but I'm willing to work with anybody and respect anybody that's uh, out there. So what about mayor? Mayor, that's a hard question. You know, my family is leaning towards um, Dieter duty um, and I'm going to be blunt about that. Um, we seen Dieter do many good things uh since 2014 there so um i am openly saying that i support mr duty there um he's what he stands for and what he brings to the table i think um some mayor candidates don't bring so i think he if he were to be elected he is gonna bring that perspective and experience that is well needed for our city at this time so see i've had like i've had conversations with all the mayoral guys and mm -hmm. like every time i have a conversation with them i'm like like i i leave the room thinking like damn he's good or she's yeah. good but it's it's literally with every single person where it's like uh -huh. like again it's it's hard to mm -hmm. i had a lot of things i liked about Dieter. he's very he's, yeah. he's very level-headed he's logical he's um he thinks very hard about what he does but um yeah like i don't know i think he's he's getting up there too but it's it's crazy because you you have that one-on-one -on -one conversation and then you go and you go to a forum and you see sadie hunter speak yeah and, and you're like wow, she's good on her toes. She presents herself well. She's got thoughtful and insightful answers that she's not prepared for. Like she doesn't know what the questions are. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, okay, well, she makes herself look better than everybody else. So, like, she could be a good representative for our community, right? But then again, it's like, you know, then you hear somebody else say something and you have you have all of these little experiences that shift you kind of back and forth between you talk to Arjun and Arjun's had 18 years of experience, mm -hmm. right? Like, it, so everybody has their pros and cons totally right yeah. like and mm -hmm. it's it's tough like and with reed too reed is like the man of the people uh -huh. 
right? Like he knows exactly what a lot of these businesses are going through, and that's why they roll with him, right? And Ray, Ray's been in the community for so long, and he's he's well liked. His family's been here for generations. I think third generation, yeah, yeah, third generation mm-hmm. Punjabi, which is like mm-hmm. rare yeah. for Kamloops, especially, right? So it's 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 hard for me to to really nail one down. And yeah. I, I think as time goes on, maybe I'll actually, you know what? I went from like having three to not knowing. Like, Any. <laughs> like I, I thought I was getting closer and I was like, okay, I think I got like three that I really like, really like. And then as time goes on, I'm like, oh, totally. and, yeah. And again, I would like to emphasize like all candidates are bring a different perspective and unique yeah. um, thing to the table there. But um, just in my experiences with um, Mr. Duty there and stuff like that, you know, I have immense amount of respect for him yeah. and see his vision totally. and totally want to, uh, I would love to see it um, in action here yeah. in Campbell's because yeah. he um, has the experience. Um, you know, he's been a farmer. He's been in the community for how many years now? Uh, I think uh, if he were to get in, he can make a serious uh, influence on council and totally. uh, get things done. So, well, like I talk to Dieter Duty probably once or twice a week. Yeah. Like I've been working in the farmers market since I was 11 years old, yeah. mm-hmm. and I've seen like his passion, what he brings to the community. But again, you're right, Taj. It's very difficult because everybody is community focused. Everybody wants the best for the city, and everybody has a different perspective and to make that happen. And you have to be ready to work with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of who's the most likely to win, honestly, the most I've been hearing is likely. Like, this is just my very informal, terrible poll, yeah. but I think Dieter has that edge and support. I hear everybody is very passionate about who they're voting for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Reed Hamer Jackson. I'm just so surprised how people are immediately read because mm-hmm. he's never been on council before. Yeah. He's never run an election before. He doesn't have that profile like every one of these other people running. But he is known in the community. Um, and again, uh, you're right about Argent having that huge amount of experience, huge poll in the community. He topped the polls last time. So there is that going for him. And Sadie Hunter was a uh, almost MLA by 200 votes. Yeah, so it's I was like say, yeah. these profiles all show it's like you are out in the community. Mm-hmm. And again, I think all of them have incredibly good perspective. All of them have incredibly good ideas for the city. But it. You have to be very, I don't know, who yeah. you're going to work with. The thing with. is, too, is, like, I could dissociate what I want for myself and talk to my people, my supporters, and I, I do. I ask them this all the time. I'll ask five different people, who do you support for mayor, and I get five different answers. Right. Mm. Right? So it's like if I if I, if my support base, my main support base was, like, 60% for one person, then I would say, okay, you know, I'll listen to the people and I'll support that person and we'll roll. Yeah. But because even they don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't know. And collectively, we're, we're having these discussions exactly. and we're trying to figure it out. And I think the next two to three weeks is going to is really going to decide that's that the whole race is. And I don't think anything is given right totally. now. It's, it's anybody's game. And I was going to say, I really hope that community comes out on October 4th and 5th at TRU. Those um, forums are very important, I think, you know, yeah. uh, to see what everyone's thoughts are, because, again, this is a big year for Kamloops and uh, moving forward. Um, it's going to be a brand new council. So. Please, I encourage everyone to go out on October 4th and 5th and just hear what the mayor candidates and council candidates have to offer. So, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be big, man. Yeah. 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 And well, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go. No, no I'm just curious because the way that people like to look at the mayoral race right now is based off of, like political leanings. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people see Sadie Hunter and Arjun Singh left the center because yeah. when it was just Arjun and Dieter, I was like, ooh. 
this is going to be a tough race. Uh-huh. It's like who of these guys who do great in the polls are going to win. But when Sadie announced, like a lot of people think she's also left to center, mm-hmm. like Argent, so that's taking his vote. Um, there's just that that's the point with Reed and Ray is they're taking this disenfranchised vote. Uh-huh. Um, and then that leaves kind of Dieter Duty, who seems kind of like more, in the middle, right? Like yeah. he seems like the, he seems like probably like the most rounded. he seems like more business minded for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's his benefit of being that centrist, but business center approach. Totally. So that was kind of like the demographic uh, reason for polling. But again, when it comes to Election Day, nobody knows anything can happen. Totally. Nobody has a clue what's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to put my money in this race. I think it's completely <laughs> up to uh, the voters here. And, and yeah. you're right, the yeah. next two, three weeks. And, sorry, Cole. I just Also, one question for you in regards kind of with that. Um, what's the ideal Kamloops school board that you're looking at? Like, what oh, would that's be- a great question, man. <laughs> Again, this is a really uh, – I, I don't want to answer this in a direct sense because yeah, it yeah. could be anybody. Totally, yeah. And I think the ideal school board requires whatever team to be working as cooperatively and collaboratively as possible. Uh-huh. And that's just what I want to bring to this board is because it's a team effort. Everything you do on council, mayor, and school board is about being a team. Uh, Joe, it's it, even in council, like you have all these people saying, well, we're going to do this, this, and this, and this. And it's like, you're one vote out of nine. Exactly. You're one out of five? Nine, nine. Or, as well, or yeah. five well, of Camelot's, five nine, nine total. Nine total, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. So, like, that's that's the thing, right? Like, we we have to work together with everybody and we have to collaborate. And you can't, You it's one thing to campaign now, but you can't piss these people off because. It's a small town, man. Mm-hmm. People have very, very long memories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if Todd, if I can ask you one more question, is um, so uh, the three running together there, uh, Carolyn King, Darpan Sharma, and Dennis there. Yeah. What are your overall thoughts on that? Um, have you had many, much interaction with them, or I haven't had very much interaction with them, but I, I think that um, of the three, from what I've gathered from the people that I've spoken to so far, I think Carolyn King is the strongest, but I think she may have a good chance of getting in this time but i think she's done herself a disservice by running as a slate because from a lot of the people that i talk to they don't want anything like a slate in municipal politics um where where we don't have parties for a reason right uh, you want free thinking individuals and this goes back to your question about who do you want on council I want council to be as diverse as possible so that it adequately represents our city. I don't want three people with the same thought process taking a, a seat or taking three seats at council because mm-hmm. that doesn't really adequately represent all of us. I mean, if, if the people vote them in, then yeah, sure. But I mean, ideally, I think you want people from different backgrounds, different perspectives, different walks of life because that's the best way we're going to move forward together in this city and make yeah. sure that everybody's, everybody's perspectives are brought to the table. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Colt? I'm, I agree with that. Like, I ultimately think that we need to work as a team. And when you run as a slate, it, it makes it trickier. And they're not officially a slate. They're mm-hmm. just pulling their resources together. But that was the worry with Action 22 yeah. mm-hmm. when it formally came out that they wanted to do something like an Action 22. Um, it, it minimizes, I think, that important, essential dialogue and discussion. Mm-hmm. And, well, it does make things possibly a bit more efficient because you get things done possibly a bit quicker like you see in Vancouver and other places mm-hmm. where slates are the uh, thing, yeah. the common mean to get in. Um, I just think that having a representative that's a lot more collaborative to the community interest and has its, uh, their own hand on the pulse of what they think is important is very essential. Yeah, mm-hmm. 100%. The, the only other thing too is like 
I haven't seen them going out to as many events. Like you go to a lot of events. Have you seen them out? Uh, I recall seeing them at the Labor Day picnic, but that was it. Right. I'm not sure of too many other events. They could be going to different events. Like yeah, we that, live in that's a big the thing. City. But like, I, yeah. I, I mean, we don't go to the same events all the time. Like, yeah. I just I don't see them out as much, and I don't know if they're just what their what their approach is. And again, this is not to say that they're doing something bad or good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just my what I've heard and my thoughts. Right. It, I mean, they could be doing something really great and I'm just not aware of it. Right. But like I like from what I've heard from the conversations that I've had with the people that obviously are going to support me, mm-hmm. that's what they've been saying. Yeah. Right. And that's what has initiated those thoughts and that critique for me. Yeah. But I mean, we'll see on October 15th. We'll see when the dust settles, how it turns out. Exactly. What do you think? Uh, again, back voting off of you guys, I think um, any council or school board or anything does need different perspectives. And that's why I did want to bring a different perspective on the board. And again, if you do have, um, say, a group of nine that were just same mind, like it'd only be their things going forward. So, again, having different views and different uh, opinions on um, sensitive and important topics is very important. So I think having individuals from different backgrounds, ethnicities, right. um, you know, sexual identity, it's it's very important. So yeah. um, that's why I was super, super like it was cool to see Sadie Hunter running for mayor. Like we haven't had a female mayor in X amount of years now. Since so. Jenna Cartwright. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, again, she'd bring a different perspective, I think. And um, and again, she's, I think she's very well suited for the, the position as well. So, um, again, I know I did say, like, I'm with Mr. Duty there. But, again, there is mayoral candidates and counselor that, you know, are going to have many benefits if they're elected on. So I think whoever is elected, I, I have. I have really high hopes for the mayor that like they'll they'll rise to the occasion and they'll do well mm-hmm. it's best for our city yeah regardless of who gets there mm-hmm. right like i think um once the campaigning is over they'll put that aside and just try and make the best decisions totally forward mm-hmm. um but again i i don't know i don't know who is actually going to be mm-hmm. well and in terms of a more of a policy question if you guys get in i'll start with you joe what is the one thing if you can get something accomplished or one thing you want to get working on right away yeah i mean one of the main things i do want to get started and you know try to push for as far like fast as possible is capital projects and getting a shovel on the ground here Kamloops has needed a school for many many years now i know we earlier in the decade we had some schools shut down but if you look at the numbers right now and the statistics Kamloops is one of the fastest growing cities in bc and yet we still have the same amount of schools as 1990. So if you look at the things like that, and I understand, I got to give kudos to the current board. They're very, very close to a school in Pine View Valley right now. Um, but I think what if I were to go on, I just want to apply that last bit of pressure to actually get something done. So, again, it was another four years without, you know, having anything started. So um, my main priority, if I were to get in, is to work with the board and apply these pressures to the provincial government and i understand you know we write these letters and stuff um expressing our anger and whatever from a board perspective but it's actually getting out and you know setting up meetings and having them actually come out and see what's happening that is well needed to any of these capital projects to go ahead so um that is one of my biggest takes is uh, capital projects and getting a new school for the residents of kamloops um and not just uh talking so right no and i would say that's that is the first point in my platform that is the biggest campaign that I was ever a part of and led was the fund the future campaign where we saw there was inequity within our universities and we ensured that TRU which was at an extremely low rate of funding per student compared to other universities 
did not make sense. And we just worked to make sure that our community had a voice in this. And from working with our community, I think is what Joe was saying, we can really help amplify that issue. And that's, again, the number one priority because that is the basis of so many problems with mm -hmm. accessibility, with uh, uh, students having experiential education, with safety. Um, all these things come back to just funding. So I think it's extremely mm -hmm. important. Taj, what is your main policy that you'd want to get started so, on? Uh, everybody's <laughs> worried about crime and homelessness and things, and I think that all depends on who you have in council, really, right? Like, I can't say, oh, I'm going to do this or that. But the one thing that I want to do, and I, I almost feel like I've already succeeded in it, was because when I came up with my platform, the first thing that I said was development and redevelopment and housing. And as time's gone on, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but that's become part of everybody's Everyone's platform. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know what I mean? Like that was my number one thing and now everybody's on board with it. Yeah, which as a good. realtor, I'm sure you have a lot of experience in that area Absolutely, too. right? I see it firsthand as a realtor and as a young person, I've seen how difficult it is not only to buy a house or to rent, but to even rent a house, right? Totally. And when you increased density in, a, in a, a city like Kamloops, right? What we've done essentially for the past 10 years is still focus on building single family homes, right? Detached houses that serve one singular purpose. And as costs have gone up, it, it's become unattainable for the average person and it's ridiculous. Now, when you can start increasing density and have fourplexes, sixplexes, that cost is cut substantially. Mm -hmm. And that opens the door for people like me and you working, young working professionals to actually have a chance at home ownership. And you know that home ownership is the only way to actually try and create generational wealth in this country. 100%. So yeah. it's, it's huge. And once you get people like you who are renting now to go buy a house, it's going to leave the pressure on the rental market yeah. and in doing that because it's the biggest private employer of people in our community whether it's through construction trades uh, sub trades suppliers mortgage brokers real estate people um, anything right you you boost the local economy mm -hmm. you're solving so many problems with one solution and I, I don't know why the city has dropped the ball for years and years and years and how they couldn't forecast the growth that we're going to inevitably have. Whether it was going to happen today or four years from now, they should have been on the ball four years ago or eight years ago, and they haven't been. And so I've been, I've been frustrated just being in that industry and seeing how, how it's taken off, watching the trajectory and where it was going to come from and the lack of response from the city. So that was the one number one reason I wanted to get in here because I know that we need to be able to buy houses. The, the just uh, that's a basic need of life right and if we're able to at least buy them then it's going to open up the rentals for other people that can't buy them mm -hmm. right like as a person a young professional you're we all make a fair fair amount of money right which is a good living salary in canada and all of us should be able to purchase a house with that money but the city hasn't really thought about that and had thought about that until now and that's the one thing that I want to implement, not for now, not for tomorrow, but from 10 years from now, 20 years from now, have the systems in place, the next generations, that their kids can buy homes in the city because that's what the city was about. It was affordable. It's not right now. And that's the number one thing that's mm -hmm. killing us. I love the passion. Yeah, that was damn, Taj. <laughs> I opened you up there, man. Man, when, okay, when you us. get me talking about this, like the thing that I actually care about, <laughs> yeah. that I know I can fix, yeah, yeah, I get fired up. Yeah, because these other people, they're just reading points off a slide or something, and I'm like, you don't know half the things that you're, you're you're talking about. You're just regurgitating facts that you've you've mm -hmm. looked up because you know people are talking about it now. It's a hot button topic. Where where the actual solutions going to come from? So I, I I have to ask now because you got so fired up. <laughs> 
follow up, how do you want to accomplish this? There's there's a lot of things you got to do. We got to look at the OCP. The OCP was put into place in 2018. And what is the OCP? Uh, official community plan. It falls under CAM plan under uh, their city plans for everything, right? Um, but they were forecasting a growth of, I think, 120,000 population by 2039. It's uh, 2022 and we're at 110,000 people already, mm-hmm. right? We're so, it's four years and we're already behind. And that like, they haven't really adjusted. They're trying to catch up now, but it's the same thing they did with uh, permitting secondary suites. Mm -hmm. They were so far behind the ball that the only reason they started doing it was because when they noticed that Kelowna was actually making money off the permitting process, (laughs) that they're like, oh, we should do this. But now we have 98% of our suites are illegal. It's like 95 or 98%, right? Illegal suites. And now we can't even go back and make them legal because we're going to be displacing so many people that aren't going to be able to find homes to live in afterwards. Yeah. Right. So like we have to get ahead of it there. Our, our planning and development department is understaffed. It's undermanned like crazy. I think they only have three city planners and the support staff there isn't that great. I think we need at least a minimum of eight city planners. Um, that has to get manned. We need to expedite the process so there's, such, there's less red tape. If we can digitize everything, that would make it so much more efficient. There's no reason somebody should have to print 500 right. pieces of paper, kill like six trees, right. and then go send that in and, and wait eight months for it to come back. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. We're, we're living a digital age. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. It's easy. It's accessible. Why not? Mm-hmm. Right? Because people don't want to implement change because they want to keep the status quo. Well, the status quo doesn't help us. That's not that's not for us. we got to think about what's better for the people and push the status quo to be better. Now, what's the community reaction to that? When you say hiring eight city planners, I'm sure there's a lot of people who are like, oh, those overpaid staff that do nothing. What do you generally try to say when you have to deal with those uh, Nobody comments. says that. Yeah. <laughs> when they see me and they see how I speak and right. what I'm saying, right. they don't question it because uh-huh. they know they know that I'm coming from experience, that I know if I put in an email request, sometimes it could take me three weeks to get a damn response. And that's that's screwed up my deals in the past. Right. Right. And that's just me on a real estate deal. What about the builders that have to carry these carrying costs on properties for years sometimes? Right. right? They're they're inhibiting growth in our city. We only have three percent of our land left. Right. So what do you what are you thinking? We don't need these people that are going to help you have houses. Mm -hmm. Right. Meanwhile, you're talking about a housing crisis in our city. Of course, there's no way to solve it without that. Mm -hmm. So what would be your option otherwise? Right. Like it's absolutely necessary. There's no way around it. And just to step into this conversation, I have many family and stuff that are developers and, you know, in the business. And uh, they've looked at Kamloops and, you know, they hear the stuff and they just see you later. (laughs) This is this is the this is a a problem that is within our city in so many facets. This is just the one that I know and I've identified and I know I can fix because of my experience with it. But I talk to people that are opening different restaurants or or venues and things. And the amount of red tape that they have to go through with Mm -hmm. the city is difficult. And I feel like if we're able to expedite the process in housing, then we can revisit the same things in different departments right. and make it streamlined because we have to be able to be more progressive and o- more open for business essentially, because <laughs> that's the thing. Our, our identity as a city was, a, it was safe and it was affordable. It's not safe and it's not affordable. I don't know how we're going to make it safe, but we're going to work towards that. I know how we can make it affordable, but then also how can we rebrand our identity to actually attract people to the city now? And keep our youth. Because mm-hmm. how many people like us in our age group are thinking we're going to get the hell out of here because there's no point in staying. 
Mm-hmm. Right. We have to we have to double down on this and create more experiences for people, more more places to eat, more places to drink, more right. events like brew loops. Yeah. Why is the city only doing six or seven of those a year? All mm-hmm. they have to do is push paperwork through and send an inspector. That's all private funded. Right. Privately funded. It's it's people who donate. Those are like thirty, forty thousand dollar events that generate so much economic spinoff. And yet they say, well, we only want to do eight of these. Yeah. We did the summer, the block, summer league block party. And that was the response. We only, only want to do eight of these. Why? Why? Yeah. Who should determine that? That's yeah, exactly, exactly right. So. Because of the paperwork? No, that should be a, a <laughs> yeah. market demand. Totally. You have the supply and you want to meet that. But <laughs> how many people like Brew Loops was one of the coolest things I've of seen in, uh, forever. Yeah. Right. Like we need more of those things. Mm-hmm. And it, it, I think it starts at when we go look at the housing department and the way that that's all kind of coming together and just refining it, refining it, refining it and expediting it and making it as efficient as possible. And then taking that same kind of idea and, and reapplying it to, to permitting for other and, things. And so are you just going off that, like, are you pro performance arts center here in Kamloops or? So, okay. I'm a big proponent for the arts. I fund a lot of events and I organize and do things. Mm-hmm. Now we're going into a recession, right? I don't know if it's the best time to, to build a performing arts center. Secondly, if we're going to build a performing arts center, I think it's really stupid to only build a performing arts center. We, like I just said, we only have 3% of our land left. So if we're going to use some of this land mm-hmm. for, for an asset, why are we going to have only one use out of it? Like I'm, I'm not the best guy to, to think about this, but I was thinking, why don't we partner with TRU do parking below student housing above get three birds with one stone, plus you get TRU getting use out of that asset, and then we can subsidize the cost of it just by the, the income it's going to generate, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like, would that not be more of a logical response than being like, okay, let's just pass the buck on to the taxpayer? Well, when you approach a price tag over $100 million, yeah. I think we have to do a lot of more studies, a lot more work on it. I, mm-hmm. I haven't seen what was done with the last Performing Arts Center and what comprehensive reviews they did. But that's a process that I think we should just trust and have a lot of community dialogue on. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there has to be discussions, but there are like, how many how many days of the week is that thing going to be sitting empty, right, mm-hmm. or not being utilized? Right, right. So like, if if we're gonna take a, a piece of land, why can't we get multiple uses out of it? Like yeah. that, that's just the business sense in me. Right, mm-hmm. trying trying to approach a way that we can start using that to generate more money. And and offset the cost like yeah. that, that's the number one thing. Right? And again, this is where community input and stuff comes yeah. into mind. So so um, like we we have to have more discussions on yeah, it. Yeah, totally. And I think if you're able to solve more than one problem with that with that option, then it's going to be more palatable to the public. They're mm-hmm. going to be like, well, you know, okay, maybe I'm not on board with this, but we need this. So let's let's do it together. Well, mm-hmm. Taj, on this note, what if you're looking into what we're doing? What do you think is the most vital thing for the school board? What do you think is the most pressing issue for the school district seventy three? Lobbying to get more schools. Yeah. That's it. We just need more schools. We need yeah. we need more seats. Our, right. our, like I said, even in our uh, the going back to the official community plan, the population has far yeah. exceeded what they thought it was going to be. Right. And if that's a strain on the housing market, it's going to be a strain on the schools as well. Uh-huh. Right? Like if we have so many more people living here, obviously that means more families, more kids, and more, we need more seats. Yeah. And I was going to say, I don't know how familiar you are with the cat, the catchment areas. Oh, and, how and that needs to get fixed. That's, that was... It's all backwards. It, it, it's And to be honest, I get at least two or three messages a day of parents that were, you know, dealt with this. And, oh, yeah. And I'm going to be honest here. Like if that was me at grade four, I got a message saying I'm going to be going to a different school. I'm not going to school. 
Yeah. Like, that's what parents were dealing with. Kids did not simply want to go to school yeah. or were lashing out or just like that. So this catchment area, you know, it wasn't necessary evil just um, with the amount of kids in the schools. Like we had to put them somewhere, but um, could have just been avoided if we had more schools, yeah. maybe. And Or at least we could have given more, you know. Uh, uh, parent input. Involvement. I would say just more time because <laughs> what happened with uh, a lot of these areas is parents didn't even see it coming. They mm-hmm. were completely blindsided by it, like mm-hmm. within a week of it happening. Like, oh, I guess we're not going to this school anymore, yeah. right next to my house. So, yeah, there is trickiness when it comes to that. And, of course, I'm, I'm with Joe. Like, we 100% do need to really push for capital projects uh-huh. in our city. Like, we are way over capacity. Uh-huh. And we have to look at that on a case basis of how we can actually really address this. Again, using our community input using our city council, all working together on this as a leveraged issue. And one thing I do say, um, I do work with um, provincial funding and all that stuff and working with the ministries and stuff. So I do understand the difficulties that come with it. It's not as easy as, you know, me and Cole sitting here and saying, let's build a school, let's get the money. Right. That's why I do give props to the current board. You know, they have been pressing them and they've been doing their part. But um, I just think one more step, one more step, I think, and we're going to be able to, you know, the ministry to understand, you know, camels is growing really fast. In my, how I see things is that um, the ministry kind of just cares about anything uh, east of hope. So it, it kind of <laughs> oh, feels like that sometimes. What you're saying is Kamloops is beyond hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of feels like that sometimes. And just yeah. hearing from teachers and administrations and the school district, um, um, we are desperately in need of funding and uh, getting a new school will be one of my top priorities. So, so I'm going to flip it to you guys. What are your What do you think are the number one priorities for city council and the mayor? I I mean, Todd, I have a pretty good answer for you because I did work um, as a CSO in a bylaw. So, as a city councilor, I think the number one issue pressing every citizen of Camels is crime, homelessness, and um, mental illness. So, again, all those things interline um, together, but it is really affecting our population. Absolutely. And just talking with individuals and people necessarily near Tronc Hill and Brock, they're thinking of moving cities. Oh, absolutely. Of how bad it's getting. Absolutely. And, you know, I don't want to say that city council, I understand how provincial jurisdictions work. And, you know, some of these things, it's impossible for city council to do. Um, when it comes to housing, all these stuff, people think that, you know, city council has a direct I'm going to interject right here. I think the problem that people have with city council is not so much that they don't have the power to do anything, but the perception is is that they were okay with it, uh-huh. right? Like that's that's what it is because they didn't really voice their outrage because they're trying to they're trying to keep like the emotional levels calm, and because of that, I think that people are like, okay, well, they just didn't care, uh-huh. right? And that's that's the problem that you're gonna that's that's what you hear all the time. And totally, and I just think moving forward, if you know. I have worked with uh, organizations like Ask Wellness and CMHA and, you know, those organizations have their benefits. But I think just moving with a new council and mayor, just, um, you know, holding these people more accountable and understanding, you know. How would you do that, though? That's that's a hard that's, question. That's the hard, Very that's hard question. The, that's the million dollar question right there, right? Like well, it's, you have to be there. You have to yeah. be there at all steps. You have to yeah. be there talking the whole time. Like I personally, I like, 
I know a council is working its butt off, but I feel like they should be at everything, at yeah. every grassroots movement, talking to every possible mm-hmm. uh, politician who comes to town. Everything. David Eby came to town. Yeah. I saw Taj there. I saw Randy Sutterman there. I did not see enough people there. But I'm like, and again, this I just want to step in with the right David now. Eby thing. Um, you know, he is going to be our next premier. So we got to be out there pressing at uh-huh. every opportunity. And, that's, uh, that's what it's about. Yeah. And then just with him, just um, NDP and some of the, I did hear some feedback about the event and, you know, I was hoping to go there, but it kind of just seemed like he was just, um, was just there to. Well, of course he is. That's what all the politicians are yeah, there so, for. Uh, but at that opportunity, they're also there to listen and mm-hmm. you have to be there to provide feedback. I managed to ask him a question and it was an important one. Taj mm-hmm. was there for it. It's like, yeah. how are you going to invest into education? How are you going to improve the accessibility, safety uh, and funding within our riding? Because we are having a big issue with that. And then you just keep pressing on those issues, mm-hmm. but you do it in a respectful way. You do it in a drive data-driven way, but you do it in a way that they know that this is something that this riding cares away. about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And that is what I would love to see out of this council yeah. Yeah. coming up is them being everywhere. Because yeah. that's what I plan on doing to get our funding priorities heard, get our funding priorities understood and get things done for our school district. Mm-hmm. I will be everywhere. Yeah. I will be pushing it in every possible way and I'll be raising that flag everywhere I go. Totally. I'm gonna I'm gonna just double down on your your point there. Sometimes as a younger person, and this is one of the reasons why I'm running, I feel like a lot of these folks don't have enough fire in the belly left to really, you know, go and make that push. That when we're looking at a table and most of the people there are over fifty. No offense to anybody, but you know what I'm saying, right? How outraged are they? Like it doesn't seem like they're they're quite there. And so I think when you get younger people, they have more ambition and more drive to see that through. Mm-hmm. And just a just an observation I'm having. Yeah. And I hear that, I mean, just to step in there, like throughout this whole campaign I've been hearing, Hey Joe, you're only twenty four years old, like take a step back and come back in 10 years and you know maybe it'll be a good um come back when you have a kid come yeah. back when you have a career and I'm just that like, will fall no, apart I'm, I'm very confident in my abilities I understand what's happening and what is needed for our school district so I think we need to not wait a decade yeah. for me to have a kid and yeah. have a family and have uh, we need right now that's, and this that's is the thing, only man. gonna help us in the future and so because um that's what I worry about when people tell me the same thing it's like well in four years eight years 12 years from now am I gonna still be as driven Mm-hmm. Right, I'm gonna get tired too. Exactly. People get fatigue in life, right? Uh-huh. But right now, like, I get fired up. Prime, I'm, yeah. I want change. Like, I'm, I'm dying for it. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, I'm willing to go and work that. Like, you too, right? But I mean, you, you got a wife, kids. Yeah. This is why. This is why half of my peers aren't running. Yeah. Uh-huh. Right. Is because they're busy with young families. They just don't have the time. Exactly. Right. So you guys, people, got to stop looking at that as a exactly. disadvantage. Uh-huh. And it, I, to me, in my mind, it's a big advantage. Mm-hmm. And I can tell the public there was several good um, members of the public that wanted to run for school trustee, but because of other um, commitments commitments and stuff like that, they didn't run. So that's why I think I am in the perfect spot as as Cole and yourself um, to get out there and actually make a difference. So Commit ourselves to it. Let's be honest. These are not high paying positions, folks. (laughs) The work you have to do and what you get compensated for People like to say politicians make a bunch of money. And sure, if you're an MLA or MP where you get a pension after two terms, you have to live your life on relatively easy street, great. You don't get that in council. Mm -hmm. You get a lot more community backlash. You get a lot less uh, remuneration for it. Mm -hmm. And it's really just a point that I think we're all here about is 
creating a better community. It, it shows that that's what this is about when you go to these places. It's not money motivated. It's merely let's mm-hmm. make things that's, happen. That's what I struggled with. Like I told you before, when I had to make that mental commitment for four years, in my mind, I'm giving up like X amount of dollars. I've seen what my capacity exactly. is in my work. Yeah. And it's far greater than what I can make in city council or how council is going to benefit 100%. me financially. Right. And it's like, do I want to make less than half of what I've been making? Mm-hmm. No, but again, what's the point in building my business when I can't pick up my business and take it with 100%. me if the city's going downhill that quick? Oh yeah, no, I have totally. job offers in Toronto and Vancouver, Absolutely. but I genuinely love Kamloops. Exactly. I would rather make far less money, but be here in a place that I care about and helping it grow yeah. and helping it thrive and helping it create a future that everybody here wants to be a part of. But if it doesn't get better, it's not going to be worth worth trying to fight for. You know what I mean? If, if, if they don't, if, if the people don't elect the right people now, because we're at such a point in time in, a, in our history where we're going to change the trajectory of our city. If the right people aren't there, I, I'm really worried about where it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, that's why I say this is probably one of the biggest elections yeah. in a very long time for yeah, our city. So absolutely, uh, I really hope everyone gets out and votes October 15th. So closing I, thoughts, boys. Yeah, cool. You can go. No, I'm I'm with Joe and Dodge here. I think we just want people to vote, whether you actually like us or don't. Get out there and vote and talk to people and understand what's going on in the community and get your opinions heard. Because this is the best part about politics, democracy. It's about you. It's not about us. It's about trying to reflect your vision, your ideas, and your priorities in this upcoming board, whether that be for city council, school trustee, uh, mayor, or whatever else you're interested in. This is your chance to get heard and support the people that you know will support you. Exactly. And I guess for closing thoughts for myself, you know, again, um, I hate hearing this, that you were too young, we're too young, we're too young. We are ready for this. I'm, I want to assure everyone that myself and Cole and Todd, you know, we want to be that voice um, that's being brought to the table that can have an impact on our future. You know, some of these key problems that are happening in the city, such as homelessness and um, addictions, mental health, that all starts in the school system. And I think, you know, the perspective I bring to the board is I've been through this system very recent and understand how kids work. And not to say school, I bet you school has changed since I graduated too. But, you know, a lot of these problems can be either stopped or at least, you know, they're provided the right resources. So they're not able to go down that path that we're seeing this. So and that um, I really think starts in our school board. That's why I really think um, I really hope everyone gets out and votes today. Um, Again, don't have to vote for me. Don't have to vote for Cole, Todd, but get out. You, you have know, to vote get for your, me. <laughs> that's, right, that's non-negotiable. <laughs> get your voice heard. And, um, you know, I'm very excited for uh, our future of our city and our schools. And, uh, yeah. I'm just going to say I officially endorse both these guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's my that's my closing thought. Um, no, they're both great. Like, what they're trying to do and achieve for us in the city and the future of our city is great. And that's exactly what we need. And we need more people like this that are that are focused and driven and wanting to, to elicit change in our community because that's the only way we're going to grow. And getting new young minds involved in politics at this age, they can kind of start shaping the future. It's critical for us. It's critical for us and fresh blood, fresh thoughts. It's it's not a bad thing at all. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And again, I want to thank you for having us, Taj. I really appreciate it. You know, this is a great platform to hear our voices and, you know, reach out to the younger demographic that, you know, may not go out to the forums or totally. uh, read the newspaper or, but, you know, might throw this on while working at their desk and uh, hear our voices. So and huge thanks to Ninth Labs. This place is totally, incredible. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this place is sick. Check it out. So like, sick.
Thanks for tuning in today. If you like what you heard, show me some love on social media. If you know of anyone that we should feature here on the podcast, hit me up. Or if you know anybody that's looking to buy or sell real estate, drop my name. <laughs>